Welcome to the Birth Uprising Podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah, a chiropractor, birth educator, and lifelong questioner of nonsensical rules and authority. I'm here to help you navigate the maze that is maternity care and to think more critically about what you've been told is necessary and normal during pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood. We as women are tired of being coerced, lied to, and manipulated. And through education, we're taking back our power. So grab a cup of coffee and join the uprising. All right, everybody, I have decided to add into my podcast some mini episodes because, as you can imagine, keeping up with hour-long episodes and the editing, and I do all of it myself every week, is tough. So, also because a lot of you are moms, busy moms, and you might not have the time to listen to an hour-long episode every single week. So I figure throwing in some shorter 10, 15, 20-minute episodes where it's just me talking might be a great help to you. So today I want to talk about why hospital birth classes suck and how I know this from personal experience. So when I was pregnant with my first, I knew a lot of the things that I know now about physiologic birth and what facilitates that and how hospitals not the best place. And honestly, I did want to be at home, but my first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage. And after that, I had trouble getting pregnant again. And so I ended up doing IUI with my second pregnancy, which was my first son. And I had kind of stuck with those OBs and nurses throughout the whole getting pregnant process. And so I kind of felt comfortable with them sticking through that whole pregnancy. The other part of it was financial. And I know that's a, you know, that's a big thing for a lot of people. And back when I was pregnant with my first son, I had almost no money. So my husband and I had just moved back to uh, Massachusetts. We went to chiropractic college in New York and we had started our practice not long before. We had just gotten married to, which we paid for entirely ourselves. That's another story for another day about how we ended up doing that. We went on a Groupon honeymoon. That's one of the things we did. But anyway, so we we had no money. And our insurance at the time covered basically the entire birth. It was going to be a $250 copay. No matter what was done to the hospital, no matter how long I needed to stay there. And so I felt like as much as I wanted to be home, and that was going to be three to four thousand dollars, I felt a little bit selfish choosing to spend that money on this birth when I could just spend $250. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, not all cost is monetary. And that birth cost me a lot. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, for a long time. And it was definitely more than $250 worth of cost. However, for that birth, I did also for financial reasons, 
took a hospital birth class. And I was able to get reimbursed through my insurance, which if you're thinking about taking a birth class, it's a good thing to look into because even some of the ones that aren't available through the hospital, maybe some people you can see here online, you can actually get an itemized receipt and a lot of them can cover your uh, cost or a percentage of your cost for that class. Back then there weren't as many uh, different classes available. So I ended up taking one at the hospital where I gave birth. And I will say, actually, my teacher was pretty good. She was from, she was from the United States, but she had taught in, I think, England for quite some time. And if you know anything about the UK and a lot of other countries, they a lot of times will have things before we do. So they've been using what they call gas and air or nitrous oxide for a really long time. Over here in the U.S., it's not even available at every hospital. And if you get it, it's like this crazy new thing. But they've used, been using it for decades. Or a TENS machine to put little electrodes on your back to help distract you while you're having a contraction. I used one of those. We have them at our chiropractic office, so I just borrowed one. But she knew about that because for decades they've been using it in the UK and over here it's like this newfangled thing. So I did get some good information from her but overall I don't think I learned anything that I really needed to know. The stuff that I needed to know was what to expect once I'm there. The fact that whoever is attending me, especially the nurses, they're people I've never met before. So no matter who I saw as my OB, no matter who I knew or didn't know in that office, when it came down to it, the people that were really caring for me were strangers. I didn't know a lot of the rules and regulations that they have in the hospital, like your waters can only be broken for so many hours, or, you know, they want to try to get you out of there after so many hours, or how much money they make by a lot of the things that they're doing, or that they are as hands-on as they are. And those things weren't taught to me. It was more about like the physiology of what was happening. And we did take a tour. So I suppose that was good. But you can also, if you're not taking a hospital birth class, you can still go take a tour. You can set that up and go take a tour and see, do they have birthing tubs? Ask questions. Do they have uh, wireless monitors? Do they have monitors that can be submersed in water. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Those are more expensive and they're more rarely found. But you can find out, do they have them and how many are there? Or what are the rules like if there's a birthing tub? Can I actually give birth in the water? How many tubs are there? For me, they had, I don't know, just like a couple of tubs. And so I did end up getting one, but the jets were broken. and. They wouldn't let you heat up the water to a degree where it was actually warm. They were worried still that I was going to like boil my baby like it was a hot tub. And so I ended up in this mostly cold, no jet tub trying to get comfortable and it was so useless. So I ended up not really using it. But that might be a good thing to ask too if you're going for a tour. Do they have tubs? How many are there? And can't you heat it up to your desired temperature or is there some kind of temperature they're going to make you stop it at 
So overall, the class, I will say, was not the most helpful to me. And of the people in my class, there weren't actually that many. Multiple of us ended up with C-sections that didn't need them. So it really didn't teach me everything I needed to know, especially to be in the hospital. They're a lot of times maybe not allowed to tell you some of this stuff. And it might be stuff you have to find out on your own. But if you're going to spend the money, you know, even if it's going to be reimbursed by insurance, part, at least partially, you want to get the information that you need to have the birth that you want. And if you're going to be in the hospital, the hospital class isn't going to tell you how to avoid getting abused at the hospital. It's not going to be part of it. So this is why I think it's really important, especially if you're taking, sorry, if you're having a hospital birth, to take a class outside of the hospital. You need somebody else's point of view. What do you need to know? What's going to be expected of you? What's going to be expected of your partner? What are the rules and regulations of the hospital? What are they going to maybe try to trick you with or coerce you with so that you can be prepared and you can feel confident in those choices? It's really hard if you don't have a heads up on that. And I will say as as a first-time mom, even knowing everything I knew, and I was 35 when I gave birth to my first, so I wasn't super young. I had time to learn some of this stuff. I was a doctor of chiropractic. I knew a lot about the human body. And despite all of my efforts, I still ended up people-pleasing, which I've gotten much better at. But I still ended up people-pleasing, and I still ended up with a C-section that I didn't want. So if it can happen to me, some of these things can happen to you, and they've happened to lots of other people as well. It's a really good idea to find an outsider perspective when it comes to what to expect in the hospital setting and what you need to know so that you can advocate for yourself or better yet, have your partner do it or a doula so that you can focus on just having a baby. Those are my top reasons why I think it's really important to not take a hospital birth class. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Birth Uprising podcast. Together, we can create an uprising in the birth world. Don't forget to share and subscribe so you can be notified every time a new episode is released. 